guys, welcome back to When the Ice Cream Hits the Fan. I've got Benton Crane with me here today. Hi there. And our special guest, Stacy Harkey. Hey guys. Um, you might know Stacy from the hit sketch comedy show from BYU TV Studio C and um, other such amazing things as himself on Instagram. <laughs> do you follow me on Instagram? I do follow you on Instagram. No, no. I'm one of your, well, you have a bunch, so I, I probably got lost in the shuffle. You never paid any attention to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was to interact with my friends, but uh, Instagram, yeah, I have a good time. So we've been able to work with you several times over the years. Right. And I'm trying to remember back to when that started. Was that? Nativity was video. That, was that the nativity? Oh, right, was the guys, first time. You guys did that? Yeah, we did the next I did, had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, awesome. It was huge, impression. right? Are you talking about the yeah. really big one? Yeah, that, with the piano guy. Yeah, they had like a billion stuff. people there. Yeah, yeah. Right. We the broke the world like, record. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know how I would have found you. <laughs> I remember bumping it. They were like, I ran into so many like. You're like, I don't even know like, who brought me there. <laughs> I know. I, had, I seriously had no idea. I thought like Bonton put it on or something. Well, no. So it was, it was, um. It was Boncom that was the agency ah. that um, put it all together. It's just they hired us to bring, okay. bring it and like execute I, on it. I had so we no were, idea. Yeah, so I was actually creative director on it. I mean, Jake Shores was um, directing. Okay. And there was all, I mean, there was a tons of players. There was you know? so much happening. Yeah. That was, I remember that because that was like a couple weeks after Natalie had her baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, it was cold. <laughs> yeah. It was a great experience. <laughs> It's very, very relevant to what the topic. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that, though. That's crazy. So that one, and then we did a, um, a Studio C promo for Season yes. 6 together, yes. season which six was promo. a lot of fun, where we yeah. shot with you the spokesperson. It's like all reverse. You did it. Well, yeah, we did oh, the no, reverse thing. Oh, no, you're talking about the other one. So we did one. both. Yeah. We did a couple of videos, oh, right? right. The one where you were, like, pitching the promo. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, we did the live that. event yeah. and stuff. Yeah. One. Anyway, we've done a few things together. We've done a lot of things. Yeah. You emceed an event for us, too. The launch of, was it the squad? That's right. Yeah, the Gold, yeah. right? That's it. Uh -huh. The unicorn gold. It yeah. was really fun. Yeah. We, we, there's a squatty potty in every bathroom in our house. <laughs> That's right. So we're doing it right. Yeah, there you go. It's awesome. Good so Stacey's not just um, a great entertainer, also just a fun person to hang around. And um, we don't hang around nearly enough. That's like it. Follow me <laughs> on Instagram. Why don't we hang me. out then? You <laughs> <laughs> don't return my calls. <laughs> so cool stuff coming up as far as. Uh, you know, the Gang of Friends from Studio C, the original yeah. cast. Tell us a little bit about what's happened. So, uh, so if you're familiar with Studio C, we're a sketch comedy show owned by BYU TV. We started uploading videos to YouTube. It did very well on YouTube. Um, and as of recently, we, the two original cast members, left to start our own digital comedy network called JK Studios. Mm -hmm. Meaning, and I know people are like, a network? That's a cute way of saying another YouTube channel. No, essentially what we're doing is we are, J Studio C was just one show, JK Studios. In January, we're launching five shows, and the plan is to roll out more shows as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Ambitious. In the future, yeah. It's awesome. It's very ambitious. Yeah. But we're really stoked about it. We got a couple sitcoms planned. We have a reality show that we're really excited about. Um, it may come out a little bit later, but we also have like a talk show. We just have like a plethora. Our creativity is like unhindered. It's really fun. So these shows, is it just anything across the board or is, it, is there a unifying theme across Yeah, them? so what we tell people is we're starting a, JK Studios is a family-friendly digital comedy network. And so family-friendly, brand safe, we want to keep it accessible for everyone. Yeah, um, all money. ages. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what we want. So it's, it's family-friendly and it's funny, mm -hmm. comedy. So those are the two elements that will should be and will be in every show we do, everything we do. If it falls in that branch, like... Let's do it. 
what kind of brands, speaking of brand safe, what kind of brands have um, been reaching out to you? Oh man, so I always forget, it's only been like a month right. since we launched. Sometimes it feels like, not even launched since we just announced what we're doing. We're officially launching in January. Yeah. Um, but and that's where we're gonna be rolling out the shows. But right now it's just the pre-launch phase and we've been, um, some really cool people have reached out to us. We, it's like so premature to talk about it now, so I would hate to be like, okay. yeah, we're like talking to all these people and then uh -huh. it like doesn't pan out. Yeah. But, um, you did Dang. one officially with a video, right? Didn't you have like Infinity Cam or oh, something? Oh yeah, we did. We did one with the, C with the CVX guys, Infinity Cam. Yeah, which is a really cool app that basically, so I, I want this thing, I don't know if they even have it for Android yet. It's, I don't, I don't know either. But, well, basically asking. for those of you that like creating content and filming like with your kids, like if you're filming a soccer game, you sit there and you just run the camera and just follow your kid around. And then when the goal happens or they do something cool, then you push the button and it like basically takes the last like minute or two or whatever yes, you set. So all the other stuff doesn't... and all the stuff doesn't like take up all your memory. It's an awesome. It's like really it's cool. an awesome app. It's, yeah, you guys know it is. It's so easy to miss the important stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway, yeah, it's a really good uh, tool for I just think uh, people that are trying to create cool yeah. content with their family. We were really excited about that one in particular because it was our first. It's like the first time we're like announcing to the world that we're we're working with people we're like collaborating with with brands and, and other people to create content. And so that's kind of mm -hmm. like our, Infinity Cam always have a, have a soft place in our heart. Yeah. It's the, it's the first. It's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the timing of this. So one thing that I'm thinking about is we're in this unique environment, right? Uh -huh. Where tens of billions of dollars are pouring into original content. You've got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and everyone else just pouring it in, right? I heard a stat that Netflix's original content is 72% MA content. It's, it's mature audience content, right? I believe it. I don't know, but I believe it. I think, you know, I don't know the stats across the board, but I imagine the percentage of all this content pouring into the market, the family-friendly quality stuff is probably a tiny proportion of it. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's, that's, almost, that's one reason why we were like, I mean... I am so risk averse. I'm a part of a group of 10. I've never been like the lead entrepreneur. I'm always like the guy that's like super supportive to that guy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I will throw my heart into your vision. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one that's like, let's do it. But one of the reasons we, we felt really good about this decision, even though we all left our jobs, you know, all that good stuff. Took the big jump. Yeah. We felt good about the decision because of that reason. Um, it's a very underserved market. The just family friendly, accessible um, content accessible to everyone is just hard. Either there's shows your kids watch and it's really dumb and you don't care, or there's shows that you might be interested in and there's no way you're gonna watch that with little Jill or right. little Jack. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because it's just it's just a gamble watching, yeah. you know, Breaking Bad or some show you're like really into. Pixar has shown us that there's a huge market for it. People Massive. love watching stuff together that's entertaining for both parties, for everyone involved, I guess I should say. Right. So we want to kind of hit that hit that niche, you know. I feel like there's basically two ways to approach it, right? The Pixar way is like, let's make a movie for kids, mm -hmm. but that adults can really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, let's make a movie, or, or let's make content for adults, but then it's also safe for kids and they can come along for the that's ride, almost, right? Yeah, that's definitely how we do it. We write for, we write and create content that we think is funny, and mm -hmm. we're all over the age of like, you know, 25 to 35. Right. Like we're in this range writing for our style, but we just make it so the kids can enjoy. A lot, what a lot of people do is they'll tend to dumb it down for kids. They'll be like, kids, they won't like it unless it's like super dumb. And that's uh -huh. where they make a mistake. Yeah. Condescending right. content is not going to like speak I to totally kids. I totally agree. You know? I mean, as you've seen with Studio C, we never we never wrote that for kids. 
and we wrote it for adults and kids just love it also like parents love it kids love it it's like we like tapped into something we weren't even trying to tap into i've heard it said that you know in the in the world of original content that family friendly is kind of like this niche audience people think of it as kind of like this small audience but when you stop and look at it let's take comedians for example yeah the biggest comedians out there, you know, your your Jerry Seinfeld, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, they're the family friendly, brand safe guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then the ones who are who are pushing the pushing the edge, mm-hmm. you know, that going for the more mature audiences, they're never able to get that mass market. Of right. I mean, they know that. I've, I've like with with Marvel Marvel movies, they know that if they like, it's going to be like rated R. You're going to limit a lot of your audience from watching it. And I guess we do say it's niche, right? Just to say it's like a, a genre is probably a better word for it. But mm-hmm. um, it like logically just makes sense, right? Instead mm-hmm. of targeting one group, right. you open it up one to everyone. Big you know? Sloth. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. We've had. <laughs> Just the other day, we've had like older people, like senior citizens, come up to us and be like, "I'm trying to get my kid, grandkids to watch your show." And the fact that senior citizens watch it all is like mind blowing. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that, that's great. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask you something on the creative process Ooh, for yes. JK Studios? Do it. So what's been so because you guys had um, a pretty good gig over there at BYU TV as far as um, we did. Um, how well you were taken care of, um, as far as, well, just, just so, yeah, huge teams Mm -hmm. of support and stuff around being able to create really great, all these things were happening. And now all of a sudden you guys have been, I think, thrown a little bit more into the seat of being like producers and like wearing the multiple hats. Oh yeah. Um, I, I know you always wore multiple hats at Studio C, but not like this. I don't it was think. like we had fake hats. Like, I would go to marketing <laughs> meetings, but I didn't. I wasn't, you know, I had, I had no, I didn't contribute like, at all. Hey guys, well, who brought the <laughs> the muffins or whatever? <laughs> like I studied marketing and PR, but I was so that's something that was important to me. But I was like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was I was the just there to look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, look good you did. By the way, I like the new haircut. I like the new you like do. The style. I do. This I actually you guys. really like it. I was like, this is quite funny. Awesome. So my question is, what's been the biggest eye openers? You guys have gone into creating this stuff yourselves, and where like it's all on you now, yeah. rather than on the support team. What's what's been the biggest thing of like, holy crap, we have to do this ourselves. We've got to learn new things. Like what's what are some of the big takeaways there? Oh man, because that is definitely and like we knew that going in. Yeah, but I, I, it's no, like I it's one thing to but know, it's another thing to experience it. Yeah, exactly. So we and it, and it is it has been interesting because with BYU TV, so much of the creative process was in our hands, but a lot of elements were removed. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it would be like we are killing it, crushing it, we're doing so well, and then an element we had no control over, but mm-hmm. probably should have, would get like fumbled in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, and the product was still was still great. It was still yeah, awesome. It was really good. Um, so that's one of the things we're excited about. It was like, oh, okay, now we're more involved. The problem is you only have so much time in a day. Right. <laughs> you can't do it all. And so I feel at least for me, one of my big takeaways has been um, even though you want to do it all, it doesn't mean you should do it all. And you just have to like, you have to start prioritizing. You have to figure out what's most important that you put your time into and then figure out a way to, to delegate or find some other way to take care of something else. You know what I mean? What are those things that you found that are the most important that you're like, okay, I've got to hone in on this and then the other stuff I've got to delegate? Okay, okay, let's see. Specifics if um, you can. <laughs> so something we always say and we always will hold on to is content is king, right? Okay. And so there are like, especially in the realm of content right now, we're planning on launching in January. And so when it comes to creating content, we have a longer like runway stretch as far as like before we launch, right? We have more time 
And so it's so easy to take away that time for content for something that's more immediate but not as important. For example, posting on Instagram, like posting every day on Instagram is good. It is not better than making a quality show. You know what I mean? So I often find that sometimes I'm trying to like, with just being involved with the social media side, I'm trying to decide between like, I'll take time away from writing to like, post a little dinky picture that's gonna have like an 18 minute like lifespan and then people are gonna forget about it. And so those are some of the things where I gotta be better at like, I have to be better at it because right now I try to do it all. <laughs> uh-huh. And so those are some of the elements right now that I'm figuring out where I'm like, okay, I need to focus on what's most important. And sometimes, like if I'm gonna drop a ball, let it be a smaller, less important ball than like, you know, something that's gonna be like, that's gonna define us, you know? Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So focusing in on what ultimate, the ultimate goal is, you've gotta put out some really great stuff. Exactly, and there are a lot of like immediate things that need to be done that are not, on the grand scheme of things, are not that important. Like they're, they're, they're good, but they're just not, they don't compare. So mm-hmm. it's like figuring out, it's easier I think to do the immediate things too, because you're like, this needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. And you feel more like validated checking that off your list. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a, a blessing to find yourself in a position where you're choosing between great things to focus yeah. on and good things to focus on. And, and you get to, you know, work through this, uh, you know, sorting phase to sort out, well, there's all these pretty cool things that we can focus so on, true. but we've got to choose out that just the best of the best. So is life, right? It's just like, life is exactly like that, where it's like, do you... Do you focus on your family or this thing for work or like even just like this mm-hmm. the strategy of prioritizing right mm-hmm. it's just like i don't even have kids so i don't know i'm trying to like speak to my audience <laughs> but uh but yeah, i mean you know what i mean though like yeah. it, and that's a really good point it's it's awesome to think of it as like a cool chance to like learn and develop a strategy to handle that better yeah so of the of the group it's 10 right 10 original there's 10 of us who, uh, who kind of led the charge? Oh, so Natalie's husband, Alex, Alex uh-huh. Madsen, is acting as the president of okay. the company. He has, oh, I didn't know that. I was has, talking to him last night, but yeah, I didn't know that. He's, okay. He hates when I say it, but like he's seriously been like the driving force. Um, wow. For years, like from the business side. For, yeah, and which is really nice to be able to like focus more him. on like the content creativity mm-hmm. and let someone else focus on the administrative mm-hmm. tasks. There's still a lot that needs to be done, but um, he has been telling us for years, he's like, you guys should go do your own thing. You should do your own thing. You have a following. You have a, and we, you know, we're like, oh, no, we'll see. Like, we like the studio. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and so finally he like figured some things out and came with a plan and talked to a couple people and then finessed it and then approached the whole group. And yeah. So yeah, it kind of like worked out well. So I think he's definitely. So he's one of the, spearheaded a lot of the vision. Oh, dude. He really has. But it's it's like the way we work, though, is like it's never been. We've always been so democratic in the way we operate. Sure. And it works for us. It uh-huh. doesn't work for everyone. And so it, it's essential that everyone is on board with the kind vision. Kind of bought in. And so it, it takes time. But honestly, like it's not one person's thing. Like he might have been like the, the initial driving force. But like everyone is like all in. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And obviously there are different levels of like commitment or all in and what that means. I mean, one of the like things we're hitting right now. I don't know if hitting is the right word. But we're figuring out just having announced a month ago. It's like very, we haven't been working on this a long time at all, but it's just identifying where we can maximize everyone's efficiency. You know, where to put people where their strengths are being used to the greatest capacity and where their weaknesses are, you know, are not. So, okay. Yeah. So who's who's got the producer strength? Oh man. Um, there are, so we got a, we got a good handful of people that like produce. And you guys oh, probably okay. worked with the So you guys have been contracting a bunch of people. Oh no, okay. I mean like within the group. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's like some people that like really Steven know. Steven produces. He's Steven a producer. produces. I mean, Natalie's really capable in that uh-huh. sense too. I'm going to feel really bad missing someone. I mean, Jason is like producing things. Like everyone has, I mean, we have like those bases are covered really well. Directors are covered really well. Writers, we're good. Actors, fine. Yeah. Um, post is something we're like, okay. But people, Jeremy is like, when it comes to post-production, Jeremy's like the king. He's just like technical. He's an editor. Dude, he is. He's an editor. He's a director. He's like a DP. The dude is talented. He's so mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. I tell Jeremy this all the time. Jeremy's going to... He's guys, a very talented director. Mark, like, put a pin in this moment. Jeremy is going to... Like, he's going to be big. He's 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 so good. Mm-hmm. I hope no one tries to steal him. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, I hope everyone sees his value and like... Because he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, so. We've, we've used him on um, some of our own stuff mm-hmm. um, uh, for ads that we did for Ben Angel and stuff back in the day. Yeah, he's really good. The dude is good. Uh, yeah, so I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, um, and then yours is kind of the PR. Is that I'm more on the marketing you, side of things. I'm also just things. like a really good like assistant secretary. Like I'm really uh-huh. good at like getting a coffee for people and like uh-huh. writing notes down. <laughs> I don't really have the skills in some of those areas. But I'm definitely more on the, the side of like marketing and PR and stuff. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um what have we not asked yet that you would like Ooh. to talk about in the way of JK Studios? I personally am like really excited for what they do with studios. See I think BYU TV is currently trying to move in like a better direction. I hope they play the cards right with it. I yeah, think it has and a I, lot and of I potential. Think, I think they have like they have cool goals, and yeah. I and I really I really want to see it, like whether Thrive, right? like and, I, and it's your baby. Is how, right? This is really how I feel, man. And this is kind of unfair, <laughs> but if BYU TV, if Studio C, like the iteration after we leave, like thrives and like mm-hmm. nails it, it's only going to be great for us. Yeah, it's going to draw more attention to what we're doing. That's right? right. If Studio C fails and tanks, it's only going to be good for us. Like it's, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like this like thing where it's like. And my friends still work there, and people I care about. And I'm like, yeah. I want it to, I want it to do well. Yeah, absolutely. But it's kind of nice that like our destinies aren't tied in the same sense. Yeah. So if you if you had to offer one piece of parting advice oh. to BYU TV and and those who remained behind on Studio C, what would that piece of advice be? I would say trust the creators of your content. You got to trust the creators of your content. I think it's I think it's and I don't think this is like a BYU TV like solely a BYU TV issue, but I think um, the more red tape is involved, the bigger the institution, the more hoops you have to jump through. And there becomes a point when many people are like giving their input. You see it with movies all the time where it's like executive producers and like, you know, the label is and everyone's trying to get their hands in it. And it's like, sometimes you just got to let the people create the stuff, like let them do their thing. So I believe in this in a big way because the way we operate at Harmon Brothers is we have different client projects Mm -hmm that um, a creative director will lead up. Yeah. And, and this is a lesson I've really had to learn is to trust in that creative director. It's, it's not easy. To own that. Like, really? I can give feedback. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can help steer things a little bit, right? But when it comes down to it, if I need to let them own their vision, mm-hmm. let the creator, like, run with it, and then that's how they'll do their best work. From an artistic perspective, that's, like, a great way to enable creative types, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, once again, it's also just, like, I mean, and like you learn, you learn things about people, especially if you haven't worked with this creative director much. It can be like a huge risk, right? To be like, yeah. take this money and like all uh-huh. this, like this thing and like either make it great, like please make it great. But yeah. but it, with BYU TV, I mean, we, we worked there for like years and yeah. years and years and it felt like there was still a lot of like pushback on vision. We were like, haven't we, haven't we, haven't earned, we proven ourselves? Yeah, haven't we proven ourselves a little more? Um, 
And so I mean, I would love to know. Maybe I didn't have all the cards or all the answers, I guess, as far as like why. Uh-huh. But um, it's one of those things where it's like the more, the more creative power you take away from your creators, the worse your content's gonna be. Okay, that, that's that's interesting. That's, that's you know, advice. so in observing Daniel, so Daniel's our chief creative officer, right? So oh. technically, he can well, he yeah. can come in and trump any creative de- Title decision. Change. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure you need to do a lot because you have the overall vision. But, but, I actually but, don't but have that, to do that much. Th- that's what's so surprising is I can't think off the top of my head of a single case where I watched Daniel just step in and trump a decision of a creative director. A it's great, probably had to happen a time or two, but I actually can't. That's a great way to shut down collaboration, too. It's yes. Like a great way to do that. And I think, um, and you're right, I think it very rarely happens where um, I go in and say, no, it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll come in, sometimes I'll come in and communicate, I don't feel like this is coming across, but anything, usually anything that I've said uh-huh. or given feedback on, they've heard it from multiple other people. And so it's not just like me going rogue and being like, oh, I just don't like it. Yeah. And I just think <laughs> it's they're not like, good. Okay, you it's know? like the third time I've heard it and someone I trust a little bit uh-huh. more. No. And that's usually what it boils down to. And so it really is up to the creative directors to own it and run with it. And it's very rare that I will overwrite usually like if it's a budget thing any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff of like oh i want to do this thing i'm just like it's yours go and do it and let's just let's just see how it comes That's out it. and we have enough of a process and enough great creative heads together yeah to help if, if any of us are doing something really stupid that that'll get pointed out mm-hmm. and we can remove it along That's the way great. That's great it's great having a safe place for people to actually bring up mm-hmm. concerns yeah you know through history, there's a lot of times when people just watch ships go down knowing that they were like, you know, <laughs> could have avoided it. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. I think one thing you guys do really well, too, it seems like you guys are really good at vetting and finding solid talent. Yeah. So it's probably probably helped saving a lot of time in the back end when you don't yeah. have to be like, well, this guy's going rogue or something. No, yeah. By the time they're heading up a project, mm-hmm. we kind of know what and we're doing. you guys put a lot of time into each project, too, so it's yeah. like... Which is good too because you probably can avoid more in the back end if you like more, right. more prepared around the front end. It's cool. Yeah. So what would for for people that um, like any creators that are out here, or a lot of people that listen to us are small business owners, mm-hmm. um, different entrepreneurs, innovators, and stuff, um, marketing individuals. I mean, what any any parting advice for them above and beyond what you're talking about? Because you had parting advice for. BYU TV, but just <laughs> just for them in general and creating what you're learning now, any anything that um, I think that you'd add. I think you guys actually, if people are watching you guys, they probably already know and believe this. But I think I think it's really easy to minimize the effort and the skill that goes into creative work sometimes, especially like comedy. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be like, oh, I my my nephew's best friend can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and you get you kind of get what you pay for sometimes like mm-hmm. you know what I mean though great it's comedy like, takes great work it takes t- it takes work it takes time it takes um like I hate to say like skill and talent because I think you can cultivate it over you know time mm-hmm. but yeah it's don't don't minimize don't minimize the effort it takes yeah we we always say that it's so much easier to teach a comedian marketing than it is to teach mm. a marketer comedy yeah comedy is not an easy thing it's like and i think it feels really easy sometimes because it's fun or i mean we all and everyone i think has like you know appreciates humor in some way or has elements of it in their own way but um it's another thing to create humor for like the masses or Mm -hmm. to reach out 
it's hard to translate that sometimes into a script into something people will res- you know resonate with them so you got to put in the work for it you really do okay yeah love it thanks for joining us today Stacey dude thanks for having me appreciate I appreciate it. that you guys just like just kidnapped me threw me in this room <laughs> that's right <laughs> so we've um, we've been fans for a long time I know I can speak for my kids and, and yeah. Daniel's kids as well they um, they you know they passionately have followed Studio C and you guys. look up to you guys immensely and and so do we you guys are super yeah. talented creators oh, thank you I feel like we've worked so much together like yeah. as a whole like, talking like everyone from Studio C is probably like both of you guys in some sense yeah it, it has been awesome love collaborating love collaborating with you guys one little story my daughter when she found out that you guys were leaving Studio C she like comes running up the stairs dad <laughs> she like read like a, some sort of a news article or something. Did you know that they're all leads to She's like so devastated. I know we, our goal was to announce um, after like later into the season because they're still airing our last season of Studio C. So I was a little bit like, I actually submitted a, like a, um, an alternative press release for BYU TV. So I was like, this might be a better way to approach, <laughs> you know, our, us leaving in the announcement. But um and then they went with a different idea. Anyways, our content's still coming out, so people were like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Are you leaving? Like, what's uh-huh. happening?" Because I've seen you on there. You've yeah. Had so we, I was a little surprised <laughs> they announced it so soon. I was like, "It seems kind of premature." Whatever. Um, it worked out well for us. We were forced to to announce a little earlier, which we were hesitant about, but it turned out doing really well. Yeah. Getting out there, so we can yeah. Getting so, going. Yeah, exactly. Start building things up. Stop waiting in and start jumping in. Exactly. Huh? We're really good at waiting. <laughs> you know I mean? so, a lot of us are. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dude, thanks right. for having me. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one.